0: Welcome to the Extension Connection Podcast. The Grant County Cooperative Extension Service is here to help connect you with research-based information about economic development, energy and water, farm and ranch, yard and garden, natural resources, health and well-being, and our very popular youth development program, 4-H. I'm your host, Jessica Swann the 4-H and Agriculture Agent here in Grant County, New Mexico. We are part of New Mexico State University's College of Agricultural, Consumer, and Environmental Science, and we are here to serve you. So let's get started. Before I get started on the podcast today, I wanted to let you know about some upcoming programs that will be offered by the Grant County Extension Office, the first one being a Kitchen Creations class. Uh, Judy O'Laughlin, the Family and Consumer Science agent, will be offering these classes on Saturday, January 25th, and February 1st from 9 to 3 p.m. Lunch will be served. It's here at the Grant County Extension Office at 2610 North Silver Street in Silver City, New Mexico. Please call 575-388-1559 to sign up. And these classes, you will learn how to plan meals that help manage diabetes, practice cooking foods in healthier ways, get a free manual and cookbooks, and enjoy the support of others who are living with diabetes. For more information, again, give our office a call, 575-388-1559. 1559 and get on the list to attend the Kitchen Creations class. Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast today. With me here I have four ladies that have just been elected to the Grant County Copper Cowbells. They are the officers for the 2020 year. Um, Here with me I have President Pat Hunt, Vice President Judy O'Laughlin, Secretary Jeanette Hamilton, And Treasurer, Tanisha Fell. So, thank you for being on the show, ladies.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us.
0: All right. so let's talk about a little bit of background on each of you. Some agricultural roots, cattle ranching, um, ties to the area. We'll start with you, Pat.
2: Okay. Well, irony of ironies, I grew up as an urban kid, but I married a rancher about 35 years ago. And my husband and I have a ranch west of Silver City in the Borough Mountains. I also have a degree in agriculture from Arizona State University. All right, and
3: Judy, how about you? Um, Hello, my name is Judy O'Loughlin. I had the um, great privilege of growing up on a little family ranch out at Buckhorn. Um, So I lived there from the time I was two until I graduated high school so like many of the small family ranches around here these days um, we don't have that in our family anymore so i am a member of the cowbells because i still like to see um, the beef promoted and um, that way of life so that's why i'm a copper cowbell
0: awesome and Jeanette, how about you hi uh,
4: i went to school at crown point i'm a res kid graduated from gallup high school and i grew up uh the hard way on horses and breaking bones and stuff and um, buying and selling cattle with my brother Al and he had ranches and uh, lived on his ranch for a while and when I moved here I wanted to continue that so I've had a horse and been involved with the horses I believe in this lifestyle it's uh, a great lifestyle and and that's why I'm a part of it. And Tanisha? I just grew up in the 4-H program and through 4-H
1: and really wanted my kids to experience that so we've really pushed our kids to be part of all of the ag things that 4-H does and for retirement because my husband retires in two years we um, have cattle already started and so we're gonna be cattle ranching for retirement
0: awesome so you're moving from you know these these other jobs to the job you really want to have which is the cattle ranching business yes out of offices (laughs) (laughs) out into the <laughs> <Perfect. Nice. laughs> So, the Grant County Copper Cowbells. Um what what are the Cowbells? What do they do? What does the organization do?
2: Well, you know, the group started in Douglas, Arizona over uh, close to 80 years ago. Wow. And it was a group of of the the wives actively involved in the ranching business that wanted to have a way to get together and support, it actually started out more as a social event every once a month, but they would meet at the different ranch houses and and potluck and whatnot. But it evolved into a group that supported the industry, the beef industry, cattle ranching, and their primary goal at this point is beef education so that people understand the nutritional benefits of beef and all of the things that, all of the industries that are supported by the beef industry.
0: What is uh, the local group doing to, to take on some of that beef education? What do you guys do in the community here?
2: Our biggest event every year is, is the Grant County Fair where we have a table full of, of uh, information, pamphlets, etc. We try to answer as many questions as we possibly can. We have posters that support the nu- and display the nutritional value of beef, etc. Mm-hmm. And so we do other things in the community. And we just recently um, set up a, a family dance. And, of course, we just that's our way of paying back to the community, but also to make sure that people know who the cowbells are. Right. And I, w- I want to add, too, that your
0: group... Really takes on trying to dispel some of the the myths that are out there about the beef industry, um, about beef itself as a product. So it's really easy to get on Google. We can, we can all understand that that if you know I'm, I'm someone who doesn't understand the beef industry, I get on Google or I'm on Facebook, I see all these pictures um, of people mistreating you know animals and all these things. and I, I all of a sudden just assume that everyone is like that. Um, or that that's the truth because I don't know any different. So your group really goes out and tries to kind of combat, you know, that type of uh, misinformation um, and really get the truth out there about what cattle ranchers do, especially the cattle ranchers here. What would you say um, are the the current threats to the industry as a whole, um, as well as here locally? The anti The anti-beef? Movement,
4: which for some reason wants to get rid of our lifestyle People don't realize how many products they use daily
1: that are beef byproducts You eat a marshmallow, you eat a candy with marshmallow in it. You're eating a beef byproduct. It's not just the the meat There's other things that come out of beef that are
2: used daily such as insulin, mm-hmm. which is very That's important to so many people's lives. There, there's so many byproducts that people don't understand come from
1: beef that are essential to, like insulin. If someone didn't have insulin, they would not be able to live. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so, those people that want to shut beef production down, well, you're you're now creating
3: a bigger a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. Every part is used. Okay. They use every part for something and. How many uses are there? Like, over a hundred. Yeah, over a hundred. And then the general nutritional value in in beef itself, it's hard to get a perfect protein like beef, um, and then the iron content, so it's really hard to make up those different um, nutrients where you can get it in one serving of a lean cut. There are a lot of lean cuts that are are out there, and people are getting, um, the information is gone from one side to the other, and it's now coming back on our side, kind of like the egg thing, where eggs were not good for you, and now they're good for you again. Well, beef, the information is coming back about what a good value that it is for the nutritional value that you get in a serving of lean cuts of beef. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: And I, I want to add, too, that was uh, Judy O'Laughlin oh. talking there. She is the family and consumer science agent here for our office and a lot of her job title is nutrition education, so she is definitely up to date on her facts, uh, reading a lot of peer-reviewed research um, about the health benefits of beef. Another thing I wanted to ask is, you guys are very heavily involved in the community, uh, whether that be with the local 4-H program, the FFA chapters, uh, schools, you offer scholarships.
2: Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, for years we've been offering, um, if you're a sophomore in high school, having graduated from a Grant County high school, you're a sophomore in college, and you are pursuing an agricultural degree, um, you can possibly qualify to have a, a scholarship to go, to continue your college education. This last year we also made the decision to support the rural way of life more actively, and we began offering our scholarships to people that were pursuing professions in trades, such as linemen, electricians, um, welders, etc. We need trades people. We've decided that we've got to fill that niche, Mm -hmm. help fill that niche with the people looking at trade jobs, because all of the country needs trades, but the rural areas especially need people that will stay in their communities and do things like small engine repair for Mm -hmm. lineman jobs. Mm -hmm.
0: So, going along with our kind of beef education, a a question I wanted to ask you is, what would the world look like without beef? What would our local county look like without beef
2: production? For one thing... um, the ranching industry in Grant County is like is one of the major employers and has one of the highest economic impacts on Grant County itself. We realize the mines are very important and, you know, local government and the hospital, but the the ranchers use local goods and provide jobs for people that also spend their money in the community. As far as the landscape, I We need to continue to educate people that that cow is out there, one, turning grass into an edible protein that is very lean and nutritious, stirring up the ground and and dispersing seed and keeping that ground from becoming so hard-packed that it won't grow anything. The rancher that's out there maintaining their cow herd are providing... Uh, sources of block of salt block and water sources for all the other wildlife that was uh, that is out there, and and really doing a, a dual purpose by by providing good wildlife habitat,
3: and the grazing keeps the grasses shorter, and so for fire management, it all is in integrated together. That's right. You look at Ridge Road
1: fire; the grass was so high. An unstoppable fire came through, and t- hundreds of people lost almost everything. They lost houses. They lost. Yep. But when the fire got to a grazed area, they could, could, they could get that fire stopped, and it saved homes with all of the other land that had not been grazed. It was, it fuel. was fuel. Fueled to mm-hmm. the fire and made it unstoppable when it was to a grazed spot in the grass, it was
0: stoppable. So the beef industry is is extremely important is what I'm gathering from you ladies, and it has a very big impact on our local economy. Um, Later on in this podcast, I'll talk about that um, in a recording that I will give on a report on how much our local economy uh, gains from uh, the cattle ranchers in our area. Uh, but before we end this, I was going to ask each of you what your goals are for this upcoming year and your positions with the Copper Cowbells.
2: Well, as president, I will try to guide everybody to maintain their own individual knowledge of this industry. Um, we need to become more politically active and and more vocal, more outspoken. We need to educate as much as we can and i think the tone of the meetings is going to change a little bit in that i i'm going to encourage them to watch facebook um, for negative comments and misconceptions for the beef industry and and take a more active outlook on speaking up Um, we will continue to give back to our community we We'll have our scholarships offered. We hope to. We will have our family dance again this year. We will be out at the county fair, and um, one of the things that we do at the county fair is uh, participate with the Grant County cattle growers, who buy a uh, one of the steers at the livestock show, and that we play We usually we contribute to that uh, program, and the The meat is uh, cut and wrapped and distributed to the local um, home family, home economic teachers at the high schools to give those uh, students there an opportunity to learn about beef and actually cook with it.
3: Awesome. Judy. Um, as Vice President, I am to support Pat and um, any of her endeavors and then membership trying to keep what we've got and also grow the membership a little bit. Um, So I personally want to um, get some information out about the stewardship of landowners, ranchers, farmers, um, and how much nature means and and that we value um, as those residents of Grant County, because sometimes there's a misconception that we don't care about the land and that is just so far from the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of my personal goals as a vice president. And if people wanted to join the Copper Cowbells, how can they do that? We have uh, monthly meetings, and we're open to anyone that wants to come and participate. I think the dues are $30. The dues go for some local and more for a state thing, and then we have uh, the fundraising thing. So it's a great thing for anyone to get involved in that wants to be active in beef education, the scholarship program, um, stewards of the land.
2: Copper Cowbells are on Facebook. And we also have a, a website that you can Google and find us. And we're part of the New Mexico Cowbells, which is a state group, and then it's a national organization also. And you can call any of us. Yes. Perfect. And Absolutely. Jeanette, how about you?
3: Well, what are
2: your goals? I got
4: my goals way back in the day when I was in high school um, on the rodeo team. I was I was a 4-H'er. I was in FFA. I was their secretary. Um, and. I would like to see uh, us bridge that little gap between us and the teenagers and the kids in the school, because it made such a positive impact on me. Because the it there's so much more to it than just a cow, really. There it's it's a way of life and it's a good way of life. I'd like to see that, and I'm here to help anybody that would like to reach out and and uh, learn more. Awesome. You, Tanisha. Um, my
1: goal this year is is like these ladies is said to help um, increase the numbers of cowbells that we have out but being one of the youngest cowbells it'd be nice to have some younger women join that could keep cowbells going. A tradition is dying with our ranching and we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to keep that alive without others helping to step up and reach out.
0: I think I've heard that now people are about three three generations removed now from the family farm, family ranch now. Is that what you've heard? Yes. Yeah, that uh, there's a big, big gap there, and it's very, very evident. Um, so we we take that pretty serious here at the extension office as well and trying to get that education out there. Uh, if you have any questions about the Copper Cowbells or how you can get involved or any questions about... Uh, New Mexico beef or Grant County beef or beef in general, Um, you can give our office uh, a holler and that information is at the end of this podcast and we'll be happy to help you. Um, I really appreciate you ladies for taking the time and uh, visiting with me on my podcast. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you much. That was a great interview that I just had with the newly elected officers of the Copper Cowbells. I have a little bit of a soft spot for cattle ranchers, I have to say. My grandfather was a cattle rancher in Catron County, um, and our ranch has been in our family for over 100 years, so I have a very big soft spot in my heart for cattle ranchers and the the ranching um, industry. Um, As I said in the podcast I wanted to talk a little bit about the actual economic impact and what has happened in cattle ranching in the past few years. So let's talk a little bit about New Mexico agriculture. I took this information from the 2017 census that came out. I also used some numbers out of the 2018 New Mexico Ag Statistics book that just came out. So Uh, There's about 40,000 ag producers in the state. From 2012 to 2017, there was an increase of about 4,000 female ag producers, so that's a good thing. Um, However, in 2012, there were 663 producers under the age of 25. 2017, only 550. In 2017, there were approximately 22,000 ag producers aging 55 to 74 years old. A little over half of the producers in the state are over 55. That's a big problem for not only New Mexico, but also the United States as well. New Mexico cattle and calf sales increased by 13,000 head and between 2012 and 2017, And in 2017, there was 18.3% less farms and ranches than there were in 2012 in the state of New Mexico alone. In 2017, there were almost 3,000 young producers in the state, but almost 2,000 of those have off-farm and ranch income. As for the new or beginning producers in the state, there are a little over 10,000, but over 7,000 of those also have off-farm or ranch income, meaning that it is really hard to produce this type of product without additional income that does not come from the farmer ranch. So let's look at 2019 versus 2018. In 2018, there were 1.5 million head of cattle in the state of New Mexico with a value of $1,300 per head. One year later, in 2019, we have 1.48 million head of cattle with a value of just over $1,000 per head. In one year, that is a $250 a head loss. That's a lot. Here in Grant County, from 2018 to 2019, we decreased by 200 head just in Grant County alone. The value lost was $5 million. I'm going to say it again. The value lost was $5 million in one year. Um, In 2017, there was 308 people in Grant County that were hired labor by our farmers and ranchers, gaining an income from them from 2012 to 2017, we lost 56 farms and ranches in five years just here in Grant County. So I wanted to give you uh, an idea of exactly how important this industry is, not only to the state of New Mexico, but to our local economy here. They hire people that work on their ranches that are providing for their families, that have kids that go to our schools and shop in our local uh, stores around town. So it's very, very important to keep this dying breed, if you will, going. And with the age of the um, American farmer or rancher rising, it's become a very big problem in trying to replace these um, these very knowledgeable producers with a younger population of producers to take their place. So I hope that was a little bit of insight into what the Copper Cowbells do. Um, they're very instrumental in a lot of those aspects in terms of trying to spread the word of beef, trying to spread the word of Grant County producers and uh, how how much they contribute to our local economy and just really trying to dispel some myths Um, and things and some misconceptions that are out there about the beef cattle industry so thank you for tuning in today I look forward to the next one thanks everyone for listening if you enjoy this podcast don't forget to hit the subscribe button on apple Podcasts, stitcher google play or whatever app you're using to listen to this podcast want more information you can visit us at our website grantextension.nmsu.edu, follow us on Facebook at NMSU Grant County CES, Snapchat at Grant County NM4H, shoot us an email at grant at nmsu.edu, or give us a call 575-388-1559. New Mexico State University is an Equal Opportunity Affirmative Action Employer and Educator, NMSU and the U.S. Department of Agriculture cooperating.